Hello, everyone, and welcome to this week's episode of A Player in a Pod, proudly brought to you by our good friends at Skybus. On this week's episode, we've got Frankston skipper Josh Newman joining us, and I'm here with club stalwart Michael O'Neill. How are we, boys? I'm good, Johnty. How are you, Josh? Yeah, I'm good. Thanks, Michael. Thanks for having me. Frankston skipper, not a bad upgrade 12 months ago from Nick's younger brother. Uh, yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah, I've been used to being called... Uh, and referred to in the media as uh, Nick Newman's brother. But, uh, yeah, was was privileged to um, get the captaincy. And, uh, yeah, I've, I've, I've really been enjoying it since being, uh, yeah, given that honour. Talk to us about returning, obviously, from a 12-month break from footy and then becoming skipper. Talk to us about that pre-season and, you know, obviously you wouldn't have expected it. So how did you handle that? Um. Yeah, that's a good question. Like, uh, obviously, taking the year off footy altogether, um, you get a very different perspective on life, and um, yeah, it sort of puts yeah, as I said, you know, puts things into perspective. And, and having a break from the game and um, being overseas and completely removed from it, you know, you're sort of uh, on the outset and, and looking in, um, you know, overseas on uh, you know through social media platforms and all that sort of stuff. And yeah, I was really. Uh, keen to get back into footy once I once I came back from overseas and I kept an eye on the, the dollies while I was over there and was really excited by what I saw and, and came back and um, it, it was all it all happened really quickly to be honest. Like felt like at one minute I was overseas and, and um the next minute I was I was back and stuck into another preseason and I was really driven to, to work really hard and I think it just obviously being someone that had already spent a few years um with Frankston prior to um, the administration, um, I guess I, I, I just sort of naturally had, had been a part of the club for quite a long time. And, and I, yeah, my focus was just to come back and work really hard and, and get the most out of my own game. But I, I guess that sort of reflected um, within a young group. And, and I guess the boys saw some leadership qualities in myself. And, um, yeah, that's just sort of how it eventuated. And it wasn't something I was expecting to happen or... Uh, it wasn't a goal of mine, really. My goal was just to sort of get back to playing footy. And, and um, you know, there was just a question over whether I, I could get back up to the standard of AFL footy after having a year off. And um, I just sort of, yeah, went with the flow and, and, and took things as they come came. And, um, yeah, I, I really enjoyed it, to be honest, yeah. Josh, uh, Adam Skrobelak, the coach in 2018, I remember speaking him speaking to you to try and convince you to play footy that year. And you'd made the decision to take that year off. Strangely enough, you came back from your year off, I think, lighter than when you left. How does that happen when someone takes a, a, a year off to go travelling? Uh, yeah, yeah. So uh, I did catch up with um, Adam before, before I left. and um, I, I'd had pretty much made up my decision, um, but it was, I think I had in the back of my mind that, you know, if I was to come back to playing footy, um, that, you know, Frankston might be an option. So I wanted a bit of information before sort of going overseas and just, um, yeah, sort of seeing where the, where the club was, was at, um, which was good. But, yeah, coming, like, I, I actually came back a lot heavier from, from overseas, which a lot of people don't realise. But I was lucky enough that I came back in, in September. So while, whilst everyone was still playing footy, um, I was I had my, my goals already set and I'd had my time off and um, I, I'd come back with a... a a new sort of uh, drive to really get better and get the most out of myself. So I think having such a, a long 
um, spell and, and really being able to um, get your head right mentally and, and have that break. I was, I was, um, yeah, ready to hit the ground running, you know, as of September. Um, so I came back and, and um, was doing plenty of running and, and um, yeah, just was really driven to get as fit as I could. And, and yeah, as, by the time the um, season came around, I, I managed to get myself in um, as good a shape as I'd probably been. Um, and it, I think, I guess that reflected probably in, in my, um, probably having my best personal season, um, just being able to move around the ground a lot easier and uh, a bit lighter on the feet. And I probably always, probably didn't realise that I'd, always played a bit heavier than I, I probably should have been. So, um, yeah, that was great. And, yeah, it was just, I guess, yeah, having that having that fresh fresh start, I guess, and, and having the year off, yeah, made me really motivated to get as fit as I could. And who is Josh Newman, the skipper? Um, obviously, I know Mick wants to talk about you, your care factor and that sort of stuff, and we'll get to that. But who is Josh Newman, the skipper? Um, it's interesting you asked that question, actually, because I just uh, – one of the younger boys um, – actually hit me up yesterday um they were doing a uni assignment and they sort of art lad around leadership and captaincy and all that sort of stuff and um that was sort of the question and um the way i pretty much put it is um as a captain you you sort of you have that responsibility to lead by example and um it's not just by what you say um it's by what you do and, and how you do it and how you go about things and um having that understanding that being in that position, um, those young footballers and those young men look up to you and, and, and what you do um, and how you do it is really important in reflecting on them and, and how they behave and, and you don't probably realise the impact that you can have on every young footballer below you being male or female. So it's important as a leader um, and as a captain, I really value um, setting that example. Um, and then the other thing for me as a leader is I, I I really pride myself on making sure that everyone, not just in the team, but the whole organisation feels valued and that everyone plays a significant role in what we do. And it doesn't matter if you're the, you know, the bloke or the, the, the female opening the door and letting the boys in or whether you're, you know, Will Fordham and you've, you know, you're the star player and won the best and fairest. It doesn't really matter who you are and everyone's got a role to play and, um, no individual um, is any better or higher than any anyone else in the organisation, and it takes all of us to to put a team on the field and and to hopefully strive for success in the next few years. So that sort of probably gives you a bit of a snapshot of who I am as a leader, I guess. And I just try and lead by example, my actions on the field and off the field. Josh, I've had the privilege, I think, of either meeting or knowing um, all the members of your immediate family. And just strike me straight up as a, a fantastic group. What, what influence have your family had on you as a person growing up? And, and what are the, I guess, enduring lessons that you're carrying with you through footy and life? Uh, yeah, that's a great point. I think, like, um, obviously my family has had a huge impact on the person that I am, the person that I've become. Um, I think, you know, I'm a big believer in the fact that you're a product of your environment and, um, I was fortunate enough to have some great um, influences on my life and um, my mum being number one and, and um, you know, we had sort of growing up with three young boys and, and she sort of had to manage us by ourselves at, at one point with our, our parents um, 
split up uh, when we were quite young. And um, although that was a tough time for us, our, our mum worked really hard to um, still instill those values in us and, and those lessons. And then, um, yeah, we were lucky enough to have our stepfather who who came in um, as, when we were still probably those young sort of teenagers and, and those really important times um, for young men and, and developing into, into good people. So we were lucky enough to ha- have a, a really good influence in, in Scott, our stepdad, and then also having our dad as well and, and um, yeah, having a really caring mother that um, gave you all the opportunities to succeed and, um, you know, inspired us boys to work hard and, and, and do what we love doing. And that was the biggest thing. And if you look at sort of us three boys and what we do, we, we're all doing things that we love doing. And, you know, we didn't go down a path because, we thought that that was the best route or, you know, it was we were, we would survive or, you know, you'd put food on the table. It was genuinely things that we, we loved doing and, and mum always drove us to, to um, you know, follow our passions and then having a stepfather that um, was really a great influence as a man and then having, you know, your dad and a stepfather to be able to see some, some different role models and, and how people go about things. Um, I think that contributed to, to all three of us boys you know, being being quite um, good young men, hopefully, and, and and doing the things that we love doing. So, uh, Josh, uh, a highlight for yourself, obviously, runner-up in the best and fairest across the course of the year, but there was a particular mark against uh, Box Hill uh, mid-late <clears throat> in the year, and it, it's sort of become the, the face of the Frankston Football Club since then. I know you don't like talking about that stuff too much, but but it was an incredible moment on the year. Can you maybe talk a little bit about uh, that day and, you know, just leading up to that mark and following that? Um, yeah, yeah, I don't tend to like talking about uh, that stuff too much. But, yeah, um, unfortunately, yeah, it did get, get a bit of a run in the media and, and it's, uh, <laughs> yeah, it's everywhere I look sometimes uh, in the uh, Frankston brand. So, uh, but... It was an interesting one, actually. It was an interesting day. Like, I I just remember, um, you know, it was, it was, I think it was a bit of a wet and not a fantastic game and, and not a fantastic day. And I remember Will was actually on fire and having a ripping game. And I just I just felt like I was at service to him at times. I was just shoveling the footy out and he was kicking goals. And um, we were playing some pretty good footy. And then I've been always someone that went for my marks and, it's sort of a strength of my game, I think. Um, but sort of being a medium-sized defender, you know, usually, and, and obviously through tack cup and all that sort of stuff, you don't, you know, you're not sort of encouraged to go for, for big marks in the back line because it's quite risky. But oh, no, I just sort of remember this one. I just followed the footy and, yeah, just sort of flew at it and they managed to be a pretty decent-sized ruckman underneath. And, um, yeah, I, just, I think I just got lucky, you know, I just, launched at the footy and um, sort of sat well and timed it relatively well and it just sort of stuck and yeah I didn't realise sort of um, if it was any good or not I I thought I'd taken a half decent mark but then yeah someone managed to get a nice shot of it and it's um, yeah it's uh, had its fair share of uh, um, content on the uh, social so um, yeah it's a nice photo to have and I think Roughhead's in uh, in the background of it so he was playing a game, and so I'm sure I'll get that put up. And when I got kids, I'll be able to show them that uh, Ruffy saw me took a nice mark, take a nice mark. So, 
not too bad, not too bad. <laughs> well, well, the other part of that is Mark Pitney was a ruckman, I think, sitting under you, and he's now a teammate of your brother Nick at Carlton. So maybe you get Nick to remind him of that, or take take the photo in with him. Yeah, yeah, I might have to. He was he's pretty pretty angry at me at that day, Pitney. So maybe that was a bit of. He told me he was going to eat me in the, in the centre circle. <laughs> Um, prior to that centre bounce, I've been giving him a bit of grief throughout the day. So he told me he was going to eat me, and then um, maybe that was a bit of extra motivation for me to try and uh, take it, take a nice mark on him. <laughs> Josh, you talked about starting as a medium sort of defender during the year, and then you moved into the midfield with Will Fordham and some other good names in there. Talk to us about that move. Yeah, um, that was an interesting one for me. Like, uh, played only a little bit of. Uh, midfield, I guess, throughout Tac Cup, I, I played a little bit on the wing and I was relatively fit back then and um, a bit lighter and all that sort of stuff and I played a little bit on the wing. But other than that, I, I, yeah, for the last probably six to seven years of my career, I, I'd been playing, yeah, just off the half back and, um, you know, as we've spoken about already, I, I, I've never probably had the tank big enough or um, probably got myself in good enough shape to go through the midfield. And I think it's just sort of where we were as a team halfway through the year. And um, I'd been playing okay off half back and the coach sort of said that he, he wanted to try and get me inside the midfield and, and you know, probably not as many minutes because you're rotating on and off, but um, probably he wanted to get a bit more quality possession um, rather than sort of quantity and, and just wanted an extra pair of hands in the midfield that could hopefully find the footy and, and, and help out the likes of Will Fordham and, and Fraser and that. And yeah, I, I, I was lucky enough to adapt pretty quickly and, and that's credit to the midfield coaches. And, um, the, like I said, the likes of Will Fordham and, and Nathan Freeman who have a, have a world of experience and, you know, taught me the ropes really with the midfield stuff. And I was uh, yeah, lucky enough to be able to pick it up pretty quickly and, and they made my job really easy and, and, and put me in the places that I needed to be and, I thoroughly enjoyed playing through the midfield and um, I guess having that extra fitness that I probably hadn't had in previous seasons um, held me in good stead and gave both myself and, and, and the team the freedom to be able to do that. And, and it also, also freed up the opportunity for other players like, um, you know, Neto to go through the halfback and, and, you know, now we have the luxury of that and that versatility that we can, we know we can have players can play in, in different roles when we need. And elaborate a little bit on that move because you did have immediate success. How did that sort of come about? You touched on it, but would you be able to shed a bit more light on how that came about? Um, yeah, like I just, I just think it was you being around being around the football a lot more, and, and if you if you you switched on and, and you're ready to go, like I find about playing in the midfield, you, you're around the footy a lot, and if you're hungry for the footy and and you're hungry to to make an impact, you 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 tend to find the footy, and I think that sort of came with, I guess, my success being able to go through the midfield as well, and still having an impact was that I guess I was in some good form going into the start of the year off the half back, and the ball started coming in and out, and you got to read the play a little bit better. Where um, going through the midfield, I was able to follow the footy around and um, be at the source um, throughout games and. Um, I guess that sort of just helped again with my success and being able to, you know, show um, people that I can play a different role and I'm versatile and, and um, yeah, I was happy to feel like I made an immediate impact and I could still, um, you know, 
get plenty of the footy and feel like I played my role for the team both uh, in the midfield and, and yeah, can also I had also shown that I could do that down back as well. And you mentioned Will Fordham and Fraser teaching you the ropes. We asked Will Fordham the same question a couple of weeks ago. Talk to us about the evolution of your relationship with him and how big an influence he's been for you, especially in this, I guess, extended preseason. Yeah, yeah, it's an interesting one, Will, and I won't, I won't go into the, the start of our relationship. He, he already touched on the fact that we just, yeah, we, we didn't click straight away. It wasn't we didn't like each other or anything like that. And I remember seeing the first time I saw him, I'd obviously signed at the club, but I hadn't met any of the players yet. And I didn't know anyone really. And I knew Blake and Wayne. That was probably it from the old Frankston days. And I just remember seeing him. Um, in the altitude room on the the watt bike, and he was just it was just it was just something else. And I hadn't seen I don't think I'd seen many other VFL players um, training that hard, especially in that time of the year leading up to a season. And that was just his off leg session. So I, I was would walk past him in the gym every now and then, and I thought I knew who he was, obviously because he was a, he's a quality player. And um, yeah, the sessions I used to see him doing on his off days were harder than probably what most blokes would be doing on the days that they were supposed to be working hard. So um, I knew that he was going to be a good player and I knew that he was going to work really hard. Um, our relationship sort of grew beyond footy and, and I guess we both have different strengths. He was a supreme athlete and being in um, the AFL program and I was someone that was probably a little bit more well-rounded in relation to having a bit more life experience and being a school teacher and um, just having a different upbringing and, and a different um, sort of outlook on life, I, I tried to help him in relation to um, obviously leadership because I knew how much of an impact he could have on a group being such a, a talent and um, such a hard worker. And, and I tried to help him as much as I could in relation to, you know, being a better leader and understanding his impact on the group. And he would help me in relation to, you know, driving me to work harder and, you know, putting me through tough workouts and, and all that sort of stuff. And fast forward, you know, 12 months, we're probably the two closest blokes at the club, you could argue, and um, in isolation, we're the only two that have probably been seeing each other regularly and, and going for our runs and um, working out. So there's a great, great care between the two of us and an understanding. And we're, we're still very different people, but we understand that diversity and we understand the differences and, I really appreciate each other for who we are, and, and um, I think it's great. And it's, I, I don't, I don't think that you'll find many VFL clubs that have the relationships that that we've built as as a club. And, and yeah, there's plenty of them that go throughout our football club. So it, it's quite exciting, and yeah, it, it's it's great. And we we can't wait to all get back together and, and start playing footy together. Perfect. Thanks so much, Joshy. That's the conclusion of part one of the player in a pod podcast with Josh Newman, skipper of the Frankston Football Club, proudly brought to you by Skybus. We'll speak to him again next week to get his thoughts on some other things. Stay tuned.